I got hooked on the whole metaverse game because I think that this is just where we will lead. lead. We're just going to go there. We're living, we're in a pretty fucked up world. People are not as happy maybe as you and me. Go away and like figure out a new world and like be a new person. Mm -hmm. I don't know, character, gender, whatever the fuck you want, right? And this is what the metaverse will bring. Why you will be able to make money. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Carve Your Own Fucking Path, the one and only podcast made to inspire you to create a life and business on your own terms. You'll hear candid interviews with people who have boldly decided to blaze their own trail and the occasional solo show with me, your host. I'm Willa McDonough, on-camera coach, storyteller, and remote video producer. Five years ago, I moved from my home base of San Francisco to the coast of Portugal, taking a big leap into the unknown. Some called it courageous, I called it carving my own fucking path. Today I live in Lisbon and run a business that elevates your online presence, helping you show up confidently on camera to create videos that showcase your brand and personality so you can get more visibility and attract clients by being yourself, doing what you love. If you're just starting out in business or you've been doing it for a while, you're sure to pick up tidbits of actionable advice and hopefully feel inspired by stories from people who have chosen the unconventional and sometimes messy path. And if you've been waiting for a sign to start carving your own fucking path, this is it. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Carve Your Own Fucking Path. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for being here. Constantine Schmid. Yes. Best name. Thank you very much. Ever. (laughs) Your parents. I love that. So, okay. You're from Germany. We're sitting here in Lisbon, Portugal. You live in Lisbon now. We recently met. I know a little bit about your story, but I don't know much. And so I'm just going to give a quick intro and then we're going to dive into your story, into your backstory. So you are, let's just say a web three enthusiast. I don't know what that means exactly, <laughs> yeah, I think that's... Uh, but you're a crypto, you're a crypto bro. Yeah, yeah, I try to be. I hate to put you in that box, but um, <laughs> we got to start somewhere. So you are, you're young, you're 27, been traveling the world for a long time. You landed here in Lisbon and you also teach people how to live a freedom lifestyle, how to work online, how to create your own business. And you're doing this at 27. It's pretty impressive. Thank you very much, yeah. So how did you get to where you are today? Um, Take us back. I would, I would say a lot of these things originated in my parents because we've been traveling around for a long time. Uh, I mean, one of my earliest memories are traveling. So I have, I have a great dad who's been diving and uh, traveling the world. So. I, Traveling always came pretty, pretty, uh, it always feel very normal to me, right? So, okay. so born and raised in Frankfurt, great family. My parents been together for 35 years. Wow. Um, big okay. brother, about to get married in, I think, 13 days. Crazy. And uh, until I was 16, I played uh, tennis professionally pretty mm. vigorously and tournaments on the weekend and training every single day. And then, as I said earlier, I discovered girls and partying and then <laughs> it just took a little bit of a dip. Yep. And then I was always interested in ideas and like writing down a bunch of ideas, not like doing a, lot, doing a lot with them, but just figuring out stuff and like writing down mm-hmm. doing notes. And then I finished high school and went to university, but only because I wanted to move out and live on my own. I went to Vienna, was horrible, went through breakup and didn't like the city, stopped 
came back to Frankfurt, worked at an early early startup. Let me and, yeah. Let me yes. interrupt really quick because you skipped over the fact that you're a professional athlete. That is that takes a lot of dedication, hundred percent, yeah, and focus. So you okay? I I always ask this question as well. Like when you were, what did you think you were going to be when you grow up? What did you want to be? When you- Number one, always. Okay, in anything you did. Um, I played I played hockey as well simultaneously mm. to tennis, but then I had to make a decision on what because I was pretty pretty good in hockey as well, but tennis just. Okay. felt more like something I would like to do because it, first of all, it's a single sport. So you take, you take your loss, you take your wins, which was super mm-hmm. cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, being an athlete, I wouldn't say that I was a super professional athlete, but I was like top hundred in, in Germany, which was great. Like in my uh, age group, mm-hmm. um, which was very good, but to be like number one in the world, you need to go away when you're very young and like train every single day. And like, yeah. you can't, you can't um, just not love the sport for one second. You just need to go, go, go all the time. But um, it teaches you a lot. Definitely. Did you have pressure from your parents to do this? Or were you driving it like, I want to be the best? Or did you have influence? Uh, I think I think it was, I would say it was in the middle of what you just said. So mm-hmm. my dad played in like, in like the highest league in Germany. So okay. he always pushed me, which was okay. cool drove into everything my mom drove into everything to any sport activities ever mm-hmm. um so <laughs> 100% yeah. full-time drop for them um and then also like I had a great coach Oli Trotz <laughs> and great great ball great tennis player like very I mean tennis is a crazy sport because you actually take loss and take wins so you kind of get crazy and it's a super mental sport okay I definitely got pushed a lot out from, from like many directions but it was also just me like wanting to win 100 what what does winning mean to you just being better as the one that i play against i would call it tennis and mm-hmm. even if i'm not better finding a way to still beat the person mm-hmm. which like happens for example even in like the top 100 in the world they the, the top 100 in the world in tennis right now pretty much have like the same strokes they're like not like mm-hmm. super like um apart from each other when it comes to techniques and stuff it's mm-hmm. just all the mental games so oh. i was very good at those with like i was very loud in the court i like knew like how to trigger my opponents and so you yeah, talk shit i talked a lot of shit ah okay shit so that's really. what you mean by mental game 100 percent, yeah I, and like yeah <laughs> interesting okay yeah. i don't know anything about tennis to be honest so I, yeah it's a great sport okay it's, it's yeah yeah and you were yeah confident clearly and yeah. then what did you envision for your future? In terms of tennis or in general? In general. In general. I always wanted to be self-made. Um, obviously, like I come from a fortunate home and uh, my parents were together for like, such a long time, which is mm-hmm. super cool. Um, but I always wanted to do something on my own, build my own stuff. And because I, I hated the idea of like asking for money and like raising capital, mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm still having big issues with that. Okay. Because there's it's like there's such a huge weight on your shoulder if you actually ask someone for money and they obviously don't want something in return. And then you don't know how the markets play out or like people that you trusted before. So mm-hmm. it's a hard thing to do to ask money, in my opinion. But nevertheless i always wanted to like have my own business Mm. um travel the world and just be free to do what i want because my mom would say that i am quite stubborn which i am (laughs) yeah so which also like sometimes uh, really helps me in business yeah Um, definitely you know and 
but yeah just be free just like do whatever i want like not to not take too much like not not to take too much care of like how much everything costs mm -hmm. and um right. like not take too much care of price tags and all of this stuff but but yeah just like work hard get the deals done and like have fun mm -hmm. as well so i like to have fun as well okay yeah okay so then you so 16 17 you you then start getting interested in partying girls that kind of thing yeah then did you did tennis become the last thing you wanted to do no not really i mean i, I still trained mm -hmm. but the thing is if you're not 100 committed to it anymore and you start drinking on the weekends and then you have yeah. friday saturday sunday you have tournaments or you have your team your team competitions and then you start partying until two three in the morning you're not going to play as good right yeah so i would say like i wiggled myself around tennis until i was 19 and then when okay. i was 19 i started losing against people that i normally beat very easily mm -hmm. and then i was like fuck this i do not <laughs> want to do this yeah and then I, I i still played a little bit i played like some tournaments and i, I did okay but like the whole drive of like trying to be a professional definitely like went away when I was 16. Oh, okay. And um and yeah, but still after sport, I still have four records here. And I play from time to time with friends um or back home with my mm -hmm. with my teammates from, from earlier. I still friends with a bunch of them. Are they um, are they athletes in the are they still some, so then entrepreneurship was something that was attractive to you? Yeah, 100 percent I mean, I would say it started about four four years ago mm -hmm. um four years ago so definitely not like immediately I just, I just like to like write down notes on my phone for example like mm -hmm. if you if you type in idea in german in my phone you will find like probably 300 things and like as you like to mention i have two phones so like there's there, there are a bunch of notes let's put it that way um so you're just like writing down stuff writing down like little papers like talking to friends and stuff but you never like really followed through which i'm like kind of regretting at this point because Nowadays, like so normal for like 15 year old guys or girls to have a company, right? Yeah. I thought it was like the most hard, the hardest thing ever in the world. And then I realized when I did my first company, you basically just have to make a phone call or like do something on the internet. So kind of like was not educated enough at this point to like do something. Also, I don't think I was in the mental mental space to like run a company at 17. I, I mean, not. even at 27. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Yeah, 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 100% tough, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that, that's the thing is, the life experience but that drive is clearly in you and what was your next move after you said you didn't like Vienna you went to college there yeah then... so I went to Vienna had did not have a good time then came back to Frankfurt started uh, to work in a startup called Foodora which was like the early ages of like food delivery I worked there the business development basically went from restaurant to restaurant and tried to sign them which was super cool because you get like this instant verification process. If you either go out there, because I went there with a piece of paper and either they sign it and like fill out all of their stuff and I go back to my boss and he's happy or not, right? So similar to tennis to like, you go in, you either win or you lose, right? And then you, the good thing there is that you can go back and like, you know, harass them much more and like do all that stuff. But um, the desk was, honestly was happy. It was like driving around with my little mini Cooper in the city and was like, going to every restaurant, which is funny. And then I wanted to stay, but my brother convinced me to like go studying again. And then they made me an offer. I went studying to Hamburg and I uh, was not loving it either. I don't like to study. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were gonna say cities. No, no, no. I mean, Hamburg is, Hamburg is very nice, but also like not my vibe, I would say. Mm -hmm. I was okay in school, like average and like university. I was like, what am I doing? I don't need this. 
And then I had to do an internship for my studies. And I did an internship at a poker, co poker coaching company where my friend was like basically running it. Poker? Poker coaching company. Whoa, yes. that's the thing? Uh, it is, yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's okay. a pretty big thing, yeah, because I mean, the gambling industry is like... It's huge. Uh, yeah, it's huge. okay. Anyway, and then I started doing an internship and he was like, hey, you want to come to Los Angeles? Mm. And then I went to Los Angeles for the first time, did my internship there. And then we basically just traveled. And we just traveled and I worked for him. He taught me all of the stuff. This is digital and, uh, poker. This is digital poker. Okay, yes, yes. got it. Okay, so you're yeah. teaching, teaching people how to play. Yes. Okay. And then was this like your first intro into tech? I mean, obviously the restaurant company, but. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say, so I was never like that nerdy, um, <laughs> not that tech heavy. And then my friend was like a super nerd. Oh, oh, he was a super he nerd. He was a super nerd. And he like brought me on, took me under his wing. We started this thing called the Freedom Lifestyle, which we can, we could probably want to dive deeper mm -hmm. um, in a little bit. And then, yeah, I traveled there. I was like, didn't know what, what I was expecting. Was like kind of hoping that we like, like go through my ideas, like start something together. And then he was like, no, you're going to do this. And you're going to like try to join a company and like do some video stuff. So I had been vlogging for a while. Don't worry, I'm not online anymore. Yeah, and then I was just introduced into like this whole tech world. So to like dive a little bit deeper into like the poker thing is, poker is a very mathematical game, but there's also a huge component of luck involved. But the better you are, the less you have to rely on luck, right? Okay. So the head of the company was like one of the top 10 best winning online players in the world called Ben Sidney. Okay. Um, and he made the courses. So we did like 40 hour courses and we then sold for like up to like $1,500 for people then to basically learn with our boss and also get like tips on how to play different spots, right? And I did the social media marketing for them and like marketing, um, budgeting and ads and running ads and all that stuff. And I honestly, I loved it because I'm a gambler myself. <laughs> My dad was prior, prior to me as well. So like runs in the family. So kind of a good fit. And yeah, and then I was in LA working at a poker coaching company basically from my laptop. So that was like the first introduction to tech. This and and also this freedom lifestyle. Yeah. You were then working online. Yeah. And what were you 23 at this point? Uh, it was 2018. <laughs> so what's that? We have 2022 now. So six years ago, it's 21. Yeah. What? 21. Yeah. Okay. That's wild. Okay. You're getting the taste of life and living in the US. Yeah. In LA. Yeah. Crazy place. Did you go to Vegas? I did not know. Really? Yeah, I was with my parents already, but Vegas is a dangerous place. Especially for, yeah, yeah. gambler yeah. like you. Yeah. <laughs> and what, okay, I'm curious going back to the notes on your phone. You're writing all these things down. Were they viable business ideas or what What were those 300 ideas? I mean, there's, there, there was definitely some bullshit in there as well when I was drunk and like was thinking about an electrical straw, like something <laughs> weird just like popped to my head. but. Uh -huh. Definitely, like, also, like, viable ideas, for sure. I mean, I don't know, on the top of my head, for example, I was thinking about when I was pretty young to have, like, some form of a battery inside a inside the wheel of a car, and then you can take out, like, the, for, like, the rotation of the car wheels, you will then charge the batteries, which, which you can then put into your home to, like, have, like, electricity. So also stuff like this, tech stuff, art stuff, mm -hmm. 
a lot of drawings when it comes to like clothes or something like mm -hmm. this. So it's definitely all over the place, which I'm still am. Mm -hmm. so that probably is also like a problem that I have, but I don't mind at this point. I mean, like having like too many stuffs at one point is, mm -hmm. is definitely tricky, especially with time management and figuring out like what is a good idea and where, where should I put more time and mm -hmm. or money or whatever it is. But yeah, it's just way more fun, you know? I like bouncing around. I like bouncing from like idea to idea and like having different people who know their stuff. And so, yeah, it's... Um, what, what is your driving force, would you say? Is it money? Is it fame? Is it really contributing value? Mm. I would say one of my driving forces is eventually not giving a shit anymore about anything and finding a healthy relationship that I can like completely, I wouldn't call it like go off the grip, mm -hmm. uh, but like just be at peace, you know? And I think with peace and like peace of mind and like being um, able to care for others, there's money and wealth. I definitely like money. No shame that as well. I think at this point in age, there's so many things criticized um, I think money is like one of them and I mean like 100 years ago you were like the king of the town if you were like money hungry and like nowadays you're like judged you know mm, you think um, so? I think I think you're judged a lot when you're for example if I would answer the question like immediately yes money it would have been you know perceived in a different way but if I like try to like paint a picture of like what I want to do with that money you know yeah it's a it's a different story but I also, I also, I like closing deals. I like being on deals. I like working for deals, like for a long time, then like trying to figure it out. And like, believe me, like a ton fell through where I thought it was, it was home run and then pff, nothing. Yeah, hundred percent. And no, honestly, I would definitely say just like feeling comfortable, mm -hmm. feeling comfortable is a very nice thing. And like being able to like go places where I want to go and travel as much as possible. And, um, but also like having homes in different areas, but I would say my drive um, definitely comes from tennis, from like knowing how to win and how to lose and like knowing what it takes to like get good. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I also like the process of like, just like going through it and figuring out new stuff and I like to talk and um, just figuring out people. You know? Yeah. Okay. Great answer. Thank you. Because that is a missing piece. A lot of the time I think money is, it means so much to different you know a lot of people it's a number in the bank maybe but what is that actually going to do for you we yeah. feel different so you have all these visions these ideas of what it what it will bring to you and that's why you are quite successful at this point in your life right because yeah. of this all these ideas and so is it what about commitment I mean, it's a big word. Huh? <laughs> I mean, commitment in terms of, so I would say I, I go through periods, periods from, I stopped, when I started up, I worked every single day for like 12, 13, 14 hours, sometimes more. And I did videos, I worked, <clears throat> excuse me, I worked for the company, I edited myself, but I like, still had my own ideas. So I think like work, working these like hyper intensive 14 hour days is very good but you need to be able to cope with them. So if you never stop, eventually you're, you're gonna like find a wall, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I definitely did not burn out yet, but I'm, I'm like, I'm, I, I can be very lazy, but I can be very efficient as well. So like, I need to like find my, 
wouldn't call it vice, but I wouldn't, I would like, I need to find my balance and like, when do I work like super hard? Like, when do I want to go surf? When do I want to like travel more and like party and like get out? And so I think commitment comes like in phases to me, mm-hmm. but like, you still have to have the, excuse me, the, the end goal always has to be like in front of you, you know? So it's mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's pretty much every single day, which I learned like immediately when I went to LA to like start this journey with my, my friend, basically, who worked every single day. We're going to go party. But then after that, we like, mm-hmm. you know, we're going we're gonna to eat, we're going to drink and then go to work. So that was like engraved pretty early on. Um, and then, yeah, and then it just comes down to like, honestly, like sitting in front of your stupid computer and typing and typing and typing and researching and having calls and, and uh, yeah, just, just doing, just doing more. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Can you describe a moment or the moment that you decided you were going to carve your own path? Well, I like the word. It's a funny one, actually. So I went to LA, I started working, then eventually my internship was over. Then I had to do it immediately after this. I had to go to a different university outside of Hamburg. So I choose Madrid. In my mind, I already knew that I was never going back to university, but obviously I couldn't tell this to my parents because they were paying and like, I wasn't like uh, in the financial situation at this point where I can just say, fuck it. And then I had the job. So now I'm in the position to say, fuck it, basically, so I can go forward and do whatever I want. So I, I go to Madrid to like make my parents happy. And then I, my friend calls me up and was like, hey, I'm going to Los Angeles again. I think you should come. We both know that you're never going to, be, going to go back to university and you work full time seven days a week for the poker coaching company with me. Why, should, why shouldn't you go? And I was like, yeah, my parents and blah, blah. And then what happened is that she gave me his dates when he's going back to LA and then I I just booked it I just booked my flight and we're booking that flight my university career was over mm-hmm. and then I remember I ripped my shirt I was like, the happiest person of ever like I ripped it what like I ripped it like this yeah <laughs> I was like it's over okay. <laughs> and then like a couple of months went by before I actually took the flight but yeah this was like the start of like me knowing okay I have money my friend who made good money at the time was also like uh, helping me a lot, like paying like higher percentage of the Airbnbs and like all of that stuff, just like helping me out at my beginning, which was amazing and like flights and stuff. And so then I like one or two months later, I went to, I went to Los Angeles and basically called up my parents and was like, I'm, I'm kind of going to the airport. I'm not going to make university. I know this is hard on you, but it's a decision I make. My mom started screaming, crying, and my dad said, you're never going to pay with me again. I was like, okay. And then I, I just got cut from everything. And uh, did you, that's it. Did you expect that, that you were going to get cut off? Okay. Yeah, it was 100% clear. Yes. 100% clear, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good for you. I always um, commend young people that I meet that have been helped out mm-hmm. and to really say, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing mm-hmm. and I'm going to let go of the comfort that that comes with. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it is, it is definitely different because I, before, even, even, even after that, I had a comfortable life. Like um, I come from a, I come from a great family and, 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 and so I like never had like the struggle of like, where, where does my next meal come from? Right. So I don't, I don't want to like put this out. Like I was, you no, know, I always have my safety net as my parents say, you right. know, yeah. which is like a great, 
which is great to like go out and do what you want because you know you can come back mm -hmm. but it's also very bad because you don't have the motivation and drive that people who like come from the streets have right apart from this kind of lost my train of thought where were we <laughs> you were you, you were going to la you ripped your shirt exactly your parents so, cut you off exactly parents <laughs> cut me off thank you Parents cut me off and then I went to LA and I just started working. And from there, we just started traveling like nonstop from like city to city. The coaching, you were doing the poker coaching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I did social media there, posting and did like a couple of vlogs here and there to like start like social media stuff. I also did like more and I had more clients that I think like after six months of only doing social media for them, I started doing my own agency mm. and then I managed... Um, a couple of like local restaurants in Frankfurt, um, some, some smaller products. Then I managed a friend of mine um, who's um, a professional poker player, did a social media for him and like all of the organization and stuff and traveling and basically had like a baby agency, I would say, and just help people out with ads, which is super simple, but like people just don't know how to do it. I mean, I need um, your services. Yeah. Can you do my social media? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I, I also don't like it anymore, honestly. It's, uh, it's, okay. why, it's why I stopped eventually because it's, yeah. it's a toxic job. Mm -hmm. So you definitely know that world. Yeah. Okay, so bring us to the crypto. Yeah. Because that's... The, the crypto the, world. Yeah. Huh? Honestly, it is one of the most challenging things I've ever done in my life. Mm. 100%. I, I was very lucky because... One of my best friends from childhood um, is one of the leading people in the industry, um, especially when you come from Ethereum Foundation or from Ethereum perspective, I would say she's definitely like one of the people in the industry who's she's uh, as old as me and she definitely made her mark already in the industry mm -hmm. and she's great and I love her to death and um, we went on this trip when the quarantine started and um so she's just, german she's german as well yeah okay so you know her from from frankfurt from yeah Gerdino. we grew up together exactly and yeah. she's one of the top people in yeah. blockchain yeah interesting yeah. Okay. i mean like top people but she's extremely smart she just knows her shit she also now has a partner who is definitely also one of the leading people in the industry so like they they just learned so much from each other and then we like went on this quarantine stuff and I was introduced to crypto in like 2016 and invested a little bit, then sold it all to like build up another company of mine. And then obviously biggest mistake ever to sell it and like put it into like yeah. the company, like whatever. And then, but like never got into the tech because it was just too complicated. I could barely explain or understand myself when I invested first. And then in this quarantine trip, they just like couldn't shut up about it. <laughs> As crypto people do, yeah. as you know. And um, I was super annoyed like at the like, first two or three weeks. And then at one point I was just like, okay, just like bring it on. And I and I just started to like do my own research. They started to like get more into it with me. And then I just fell in love with like the idea of what it could do eventually with like transferring assets from A to B and everything is decentralized and you don't have to, there are just no names, there's full privacy. Um, if you do it correctly, obviously, but, um, could you quickly explain mm -hmm. for people that don't know much about it? I get, I get the eye roll a lot. I have a tiny bit invested, you know, but learned about it a while ago and stupidly only bought such a small amount. You just never know, yeah. but I think it, it's, it is really, really interesting. So in a couple sentences, could you just describe what it is, what, 
with the COVID. It's tough. It's tough to describe in a, in a, in a couple of sentences. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, and then it took me two years to understand, first and foremost, to like really get a grasp of like what we are doing here. And at this point, there's so many different elements of the whole crypto ecosystem that it's hard to like say what it is eventually. But what it is, it is just a very secure way of sending assets from A to B. Mm -hmm. You know, normally what we need from like sending money from A to B is you're gonna send me money. It goes to your bank, then it goes to my bank, and then it goes to me. Everybody takes a cut and then you get your money, yeah. right? Um, what crypto does, it is a peer-to-peer -peer -peer network, which basically uh, excludes every bank, every government. Mm -hmm. It's completely decentralized. So what happens here is that and completely new freedom was introduced in 2010 with Bitcoin when Bitcoin started, right? So now people can just send money from A to B or whatever asset it is, right? So, and this, this whole thing just opened up like a new ideology, um, what money is and like how money can be transferred, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I would, I would just say like from like the, the earliest start, it was just something where you can transfer something safely from A to B without anyone knowing it, that it was even you. Um, and now we're like getting into like these very sophisticated organisms and ecosystems um, inside the crypto world where, where people can write smart contracts, which is basically something where us to agree and we sign the contract and then until the contract runs out or maybe never, money will be transferred between us okay. if something happens or if the world all goes to shit and, and uh, everything will still run, right? So, um, so what, what does that, for example, is that accountants and lawyers and like all of these people will come, they will lose their edge. They're already losing their edge. Mm -hmm. Because really? they're just not needed that much anymore. Okay, so it's um, wiping out some of these exactly, yeah. layers. But yeah. It, okay, for investing purposes, have we like missed the boat? You think if people no, have no, we're just starting. Okay. Yeah, we're okay. just starting. Um, the thing about crypto is that, first of all, it's a, it's such a beautiful and complicated place that it will never run out of like a moment. Mm -hmm. um, that's the first huge thing. Second thing is that only over quarantine, I would say, so many new people like flooded into the ecosystem. Mm. That's why it went up immensely because like people were bored and were like, okay, let's try this stupid fucking crypto <laughs> thing eventually. And then like people like got into it and invested a bunch of money. And then, and then it just like, it just got way bigger like during quarantine. And I personally think at the moment, the most, the most intelligent people are in, in AI and engineering and also crypto and space, um, space tech and like all of that stuff. So I think very smart people are there right now. And one week in crypto is like two weeks, two months in real life. So it like runs so quickly. You have to be on top of your game all the time, like read all the things up and do your research. And so it will never stop. It will just only evolve, get better, get faster. It gets, it hopefully gets, won't cost that much anymore to make transaction because a lot of transaction costs a lot. It does. Um, but yeah, there are solutions for that as well. Beautiful thing is that there's a problem. There will be a solution eventually because smart people will put in together resources and then it just goes up from there. Okay. Um, but yeah, definitely no, no boat missed. New things coming out daily. If you do research, if you 
understand it, if you know where to research, you will definitely still have an edge in the game, 100%. Do you believe in diversifying or buying? I, I heard recently just, just invest in Bitcoin or Ethereum, like the top two, instead of all these new coins that are coming out and keeping up on that. I mean, it, it depends what your risk profile is, right? So for example, like I'm, I like risk, I always did. Um, so I like to diversify, right? The thing is with diversifying is also that you're actually taking the risk a little bit down because you have more pots, you have more hands in the pot, right? Mm -hmm. So if one thing goes up, the other thing goes down and sometimes it equalizes. But the more you diversify, you're also going to take like one of some of the shitty coins and you didn't do so, so much research or you didn't do your the diligence, whatever you want to call it, and then you lose money, right? Sometimes you get scanned, happens a bunch. Um, but I would definitely tell you or anyone who's listening, do not invest in something that you do not understand. And obviously all of this is not financial advice, but um, do your own research, um, figure out Ethereum, um, figure out what comes mm -hmm. from Ethereum. Um, but yeah, just like, just invest something that you can lose. This is probably the best thing, the best thing for you to do. Like when, whenever you invest something in crypto, just see it as it's not there anymore. <laughs> it's, gone. it's gone. Or just hold it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unless you want to be the day trader, right? But that's a whole. Yeah, do not day thing. trade ever. No, talk about stress. I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah. in a couple of days, it goes you know up and down thousands of dollars. So, yeah. and what are okay? Take us through like a day in the life of someone doing blockchain. I mean, it comes. It really comes down to what kind of projects I'm 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 on right now. Because what I do, for example, is also I do token economics for people. You do what? I do token economics for people so for example we we launched like a whole metaverse metaverse are basically like digital places where people can go in connect with the community trade stuff buy stuff do stuff we're not that far yet but eventually it will be like a video game where you can go inside but it's all on the blockchain you can earn money you can speak to your friends like a digital world mm, okay um and that's the web three that's that's a huge part of the web three 100 yes and um then what we did is we basically put together this whole structure of like, what kind of token do we need? What blockchain are we using? Because there are tons of different blockchain. Now everybody has their, their cons and pros, their, 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 their cons and pros. Their pros and cons. Pros and cons, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then um, we just figured that out. And then we built a token economics. What token economics basically is, is we need to figure out a structure for a new dollar, let's say right mm -hmm. so what is that how many tokens are there how many tokens were distributed over time how many tokens were distributed daily how can people gain more of these tokens for staking um what can people do with this token why will this token rise which exchange are these tokens going to be on so we basically build like a huge model um in excel um on how to basically figure out that this token will eventually go up and up and up and up and up and up, which is like the goal of every single token. But um, so this is something that I do. Um, Sounds so nerdy. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. A nerd, I'm a, and I'm not good at math, as we figured out earlier. I was like, what? I have very good math friends, though. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, um, it is very nerdy, which I started figuring out that I do like. Mm -hmm. I would say like four years ago, when I started working, because um, tech is just endless. You can do whatever you want, right. which is super cool. But yeah, I mean, like normal day, like I wake up when I wake up, um, then a bunch of calls, 
mm-hmm. bunch of calls, just like people I work with, updates, uh, people I have invested in wants updates, advisors, friends who I'm working with, which I do like. Um, I have like my core team, I would say, which is not huge, um, but it's like I, I don't I I don't trust a lot of people. When I trust you, like it's it's a done deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, just like trying to figure out like how to get bigger, how to get better, how to get more money into the ecosystem, what to invest in, a lot of researching on on all the platforms, being in Discord message like chatting with random people I've never seen wherever we'll see mm-hmm. um getting in the community and trading digital real estate I do daily oh, um, trade digital real estate yeah um like so, actual properties yeah no not actual properties so I mean digital properties exactly yeah. yeah so so this is like one of the main Oh, I wouldn't even call it the main, but one of the big things in the Web3 world is that you will actually have the ability to have a digital address mm-hmm. that you can make marketing in, have concerts, showrooms, <laughs> whatever it is. It's I just, don't get it. No, I, yeah, yeah, I completely understand. It's very hard to get, you know? And, yeah, um, but what is the value of that? Is that you invite people to a concert that you have. So what, you have to hire the band then? The yeah. So, so what happens is basically let's call it metaverse. Mm-hmm. This is like some some guy coined this the thing. This is what people do in crypto. They just coin stuff, and then either it sticks or doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Um. So it's called the metaverse, which is basically it's a digital world where people can just buy stuff, trade stuff, have fun, walk around, do whatever the fuck they want, right? Mm-hmm. And why did it got so big? The big question everybody's asking at this point is. If you look at trends and if you look at where the world is going, you always have to, you always need to look at like the 12 to like 15 years old or even younger at this point because it gets so fucking smart. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And they are all gaming. Mm-hmm. They are spending money from their credit cards from their dads and moms to like buy skins in Fortnite that don't make anything for you. Just Skin. social status. Skins is like you have your character in a game mm-hmm. and you buy something and then you have an outfit, like in Spider-Man outfit, for example. Okay. Choose Spider-Man, by the way. Are you? Anyway. Then what you do, then what you do is like, for example, what I do, I am part of Metaverse, which is mirroring the real world. So they took the API, which is like the DNA of a website from Google Maps. So then they put it onto the blockchain. So now you can buy properties in Manhattan. They have the same size. They have the same address. So Park Avenue 65 is Park Avenue 65. And the, the, how it looks in real life, like the ground on the floor uh, is the same in the, mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the metaverse, right? So I bought this. Why do I buy this? Because I generate a yield with buying it. I generate their token. Okay. And then with this token, I can buy new properties. Mm-hmm. And then what I can do when I have these properties, I can then sell them for USD, I can sell them for crypto, I can sell them for the cryptocurrency that they have. And then what do I do? I generate value. Then I buy more, I buy more, I buy more. And then I just started trading them a lot, buying them, trading them, and doing this on a daily basis and um, just figuring out like how I can make money with this, right? And then now what happens next, you can start building actual buildings on top of these digital properties. And then you build this properties with a different um, 
with a different token. Who's that? <laughs> I think someone's just ringing all the bells. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I, I build a digital property. Then this digital property just raised the price of my digital, digital whole thing that I have there. So now people want to pay more money for this. So now you know, what you own, people want exactly. now so that you're able to, to put. Yes. Can you just give us like a, a what's an average cost of a, you know, a Manhattan yeah. apartment that cannot um, be cheap? <laughs> I mean, I think um, right now, this is, this is like one metaverse from like many at this point, right? Oh, okay. So I think like at the moment, the floor of like the lowest properties you can buy in Manhattan is I think $150 and like hmm. goes up to, goes up to like one, like hundred, $200,000. Okay. But there are different, there are other metaverses where uh, for example, like Sandbox and Decentraland, which are like the huge ones and like the leading ones at the moment, um, properties go there for like uh, upwards of like three, four, five hundred k, um, or even like even more, like even the millions already. Yeah, definitely oh the millions God. already. And but yeah, at the end of the day, look, at the end of the day, the crypto world is about finding a community that believes in the same shit that you do, yeah. right? Yeah. And I personally, I got hooked on the whole metaverse game. Because I think that this is just where we will lead. lead we, we're just going to go there because mm -hmm. we're living, we're in a pretty fucked up world. Um, people are not as happy maybe as you and me sometimes. Obviously, we are miserable sometimes as well. But, <laughs> but uh, speak for yourself. You know? <laughs> but, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, it's just nice to like go away and like figure out a new world and like be a new person. Mm -hmm. you know? new, I don't know, character, gender, whatever the fuck you want, right? And this is what the metaverse will bring. Why you will be able to make money. Okay. And so that's the twist. Yeah. So it's like escapism. Yeah. With the twist of of making money, owning property in Manhattan, which you never would do in real life, let's exactly. say. So it gives you these opportunities yeah. to live virtually. Yeah. How is it in there? What does it feel like? So I am personally not yet like running around completely in there with like VR goddess and stuff. Like I walk around from my computer, but the thing is the tech is not as advanced yet because um, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't know completely why because the blockchain is not quick enough yet. Um, maybe capital is missing. I know that Mark Zuckerberg now put his whole company to call it Meta mm -hmm. and will introduce a whole metaverse. So he will definitely put in billions over billions and billions into it. So the tech will be raised on this apartment. Um, obviously, I dabble in it a little bit, but it is just basically just running around. The closer you get to someone in Metaverse, you can talk to them, you can like make friends, you can walk around, you can build your own worlds. Then people can go into your world, you can then they can even try to buy it off you if they really like it. You can run ads, you can mm. have your own showroom, wow. you can have NFTs in there, any kind of art, links to your website. Okay. So it will it will it will just be a it will just be a new form of marketing yourself. Mm -hmm. So as a personal brand, mm -hmm. you could market yourself in there. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, yeah. so now thank you for explaining that. For sure, for sure. Because it's uh, a very difficult topic. It is, and it's thrown around so much. And I think I say crypto bro, you know, in that way because there is a lot of wealth being made by very just. Okay, let's say young guys. Yeah. Um, the majority of people I've met personally, but um, you know, I think it's it's given this whole generation of people like just a crazy amount of 
of access to a certain way of life and living that it's like we can't really an older generation can't really understand so you explaining it is helpful and that's the thing is if we don't understand something then we go i'm not interested yeah so it is potentially a mistake to ignore this huge mistake biggest mistake ever okay yeah so what would you think is the next to his we invest a little bit in in crypto nfts would that be next i mean look the thing the thing about <laughs> the thing is i, I, I want to be very careful you know i want to be very careful like how to how to put this right because um when you look at stocks for example when you look at companies 99 of companies will go down to zero eventually mm. right um startups let's call them startups mm-hmm. um you have like the success rate of like what one to three percent maybe i'm not mm-hmm. sure here but you need to pick the winners right how do you pick the winners with a lot of research knowing people in the industry figuring out people who are smarter than you and if they are cool to give you tips right it's just how the world works um so investing into something that you don't know anything about will always be an issue eventually because sometimes you have to make quick decisions mm-hmm. and you just don't know why you should do this quick decision so you lose out you lose it all you maybe win a lot as well so um, what I would tell people about investing in, in NFTs, which is super volatile at the moment because everybody, it's super easy to make an NFT and to upload it and to mm-hmm. like, tell a scammy story about it. But there are huge projects there as well now, like big, big ones coming up every day as well. So um, I would tell you to focus on Ethereum. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tell you to read a bunch of white papers. White papers basically where everything is explained, the token economics, mm-hmm. their, their, uh, their longevity, their, what they're trying to do, all of the partners is always getting updated. Um, so everything that is built on Ethereum as well, obviously not everything, but like the good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just like go on CoinMarketCap, check out the first, uh, I don't know, 10 to 20 top coins with the white paper figure out what you like, also preferences, and then get into the community, go on Discord, um, go on Twitter, just start reading and like make friends in the industry, which helps. Um, what if you don't have an interest in it necessarily and you just want to earn money from it? Yeah, I mean, if you, if you, if you, if you want to earn money, you can, you can just invest in like the top 10 right mm-hmm. now, like top five, and uh, just let it be. You know, a lot of people do that. Um, so what, what I tell people is like, leave like 10, uh, sorry, leave 50%, leave 50% in like Ethereum and Bitcoin mm-hmm. and the other 50% like read up, do some research and just let it be. Okay. Trading, trading daily is very dangerous, um, totally. because a 10, a 10 to 20% dip mm-hmm. in the crypto world is like a Tuesday. Oh, uh, is it Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It hurts for sure. I wonder why Tuesday. Yeah, it's just random, honestly. But um... it's also the best day to buy plane tickets. Yeah, is it? <laughs> it's the cheapest I, day. I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I, guess I, I, missed, uh... I travel a lot, or I used to. <laughs> I, I do too. I've never heard that before. <laughs> Damn. Tuesdays, yeah. But yeah, just just like just like uh, uh, put it to an end is that um, do fifty like something that is more stable, mm-hmm. you know, which is a theory, which is Bitcoin still volatile, um, but you know it's like the big two, yeah, the first yeah. and the second one, and um, mm-hmm. so you're gonna be somewhat safe, um, and then the rest just like play around, mm-hmm. and, like invest something. It's also cool, you know, like to 
hey, have you invested in this? And then, yeah. And then, like, how, what, what do you know? And like, this is basically how everything forms is that you find another person that, that, that has the same thing in you and then you start talking, right? Mm-hmm. I, I really like that you brought that up because this digital world feels so separate from other humans. It's like living yeah, in, a, in, the, in that fake world, I guess. But you've mentioned this several times about community and it, it, you've met people and it's, it's, a, it's a connection point. So in a way you're being able to connect with people that you never would. And that's the beauty of the internet and social media and everything. Yeah. So that, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I feel like. We can definitely talk, we we talk about hours for this. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say. Whatever you want to ask, ask away. And I'm like selfishly thinking, okay, well, can you look at my portfolio? (laughs) It's very small, but. uh, Okay. Okay. Because I was going to say you could consult for people right yeah i do that oh you yeah. do yeah. like i figured it's one of the many things you do yeah what is something that you're looking forward to the most right now question we are in the middle of merging with another just starting up company mm-hmm. who figured something out that i've been thinking about for the better part of eight years and we we randomly met up for over a friend in Lisbon and then made a trip to South to the South with like five, six people and we like started talking metaverse stuff. And like at this point it was like seven, seven months ago, like no one was talking about it. And I mean it's like two and a half years, so like I know a bunch. And it's like super cool to like meet someone who's also like kind of cool. And so we like immediately <laughs> cool. clicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Immediately clicked, like um, and like we're like figuring out how to merge companies and like merge. Uh, like when I say companies, like the crypto was like not like that you have like company like this. It's more like community, like people work together and like have the same goal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we're like trying to merge and like build like a blockchain venture and helping out people and like bringing on new businesses all the time and like having different funds in the business and just like doing this and helping people and and, and, and uh, investing into new stuff as well together and super excited about this i hope this i hope we will figure it out had a great call yesterday and and uh, yeah just like now figuring out details and equities now everything runs excited about that and more surf and sport in the water mm-hmm. so when i first met you you said that your goal let's say in this you know sport arena is to get your first barrel mm-hmm. surfing and you just started surfing yeah last year last year yeah. okay and uh, what is that? What does that mean to you to get a barrel before? Oh, before you're 30. So before From you're 30. 30. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I like to make bets all the time, also with like losing weight and stuff. So like betting against myself, I do this a lot as well. I'm just motivates me also for money and against friends or like whatever it is. So it, it would mean the thing about surfing for me is I, I I was diving a lot when I was younger, but I never did water sports except for like wakeboarding and water skiing, the stupid stuff. But and then I started started surfing here, and then I started surfing here, and I just immediately fell in love with it, which is which is which is something that's hard to do, especially when you come from a sport background, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, this is crazy. I love the adrenaline and I'm, I'm, I'm like to take risks. I like bigger weights. And then, then like for months and months, like it's so hard. I mean, you know, right? Forever. <laughs> it is so, it is so fucking yeah. ridiculous. It's yeah. crazy. And then like when I caught like my first, I think left or right. And I, I should have gone right, but I went left. Mm-hmm. So I 
drove into the barrel, but it was just a mistake. It wasn't <laughs> a real barrel. I just like took the wrong turn, mm -hmm. but it was a pretty big wave and the tide was low. And so I like looked into it and like, I remember this moment, I can picture it like this and, and um, it was, it just, it just had such a great feeling. Um, it fulfilled me completely. And then I was like, I have to do this and I have to pursue this. And uh, I spent countless hours already in the water, just paddling around because you don't catch a wave that often, especially if you're not good. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think I'm doing good. Um, I'm sure you are. I think I'm doing okay. If you can surf in Portugal, you can surf anywhere in the world. Yeah. That's what yeah. they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what are you most proud of until now? Um, just going my own way and saying, fuck it to university. Just going out in the world, just like trying to figure out like what I like, who I like. Um, and what what are, what my aspirations are, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I think education is very important and I realize that I'm lacking in a bunch of stuff, for sure. Um, just because I just like hadn't had like the whole university and school and all that and I cheated a, a bunch as well. So I like, I like see where I lack and stuff, but um, so education is important. But if you want to do something where you run your own business, uh, where you can I don't know create create a product whatever it is you don't need to go to university for seven years you know because you most likely going to come out uh, with a bunch of debt then that you then have to pay off um, which takes another seven years so it's the American way exactly yeah <laughs> and I don't know I I'm I'm just I'm just very proud of um, the people I met the relationships I built the businesses I I have um played a part in um and yeah just super excited to like what's coming up next still super young um you know and mm -hmm. this, this is only going to get bigger <laughs> bigger and hopefully better and you know life isn't that short you know if you do more shit i guess oh i like that because we're so it's like it's so you know that's a, the common thing to say is life is short which is true but to live it the fullest yeah then it is long yeah for yeah, sure yeah. um okay this, thank you for sharing thank you very much it's been, it's been a little bit all over the place but it's, it's, it was my first podcast so okay. yeah i'm definitely coming back if i'm if i'm invited definitely <laughs> thank, i'm glad i could pop your uh, podcast cherry yeah 100 this was fun it was fun thanks a lot yeah you have so many great stories and i'm just so impressed with the way that you approach life and everything because I can tell you've been raised by very awesome parents. Yeah, definitely. Lucky, yeah. yeah, and you're and you're grateful for that, and that's like the best thing is being grateful. Yeah. You know. Excellent. Thank you again. How can people find you and follow you? Because I know you're on Instagram a little bit, and or do you show up anywhere else online? Not too much. Yeah. No, not too much. You can message me content constantly on Instagram, and then we can go from there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm not a huge. I was into social media for a while, but then I was like, ah, nope. Yeah. Later. Yeah. You're in the metaverse now. Kind of. Yeah. Let's yeah. see how this goes. Awesome. Something constant is. Okay. Thank you so much. You got it. Super you got fun. It. My pleasure. That brings us to the end of this episode. 
Thank you so much for being here. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It makes a big difference for visibility. And even better, share this episode with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode every other Wednesday. If you're interested in working together to elevate your online presence, I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me on Instagram at whereiswillow. I also hang out on LinkedIn, Willow McDonough. Until then, cheers to carving your own fucking path. I love you.